Hello again, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talks. I'm your host, David Steele, and I'd like to welcome back my co-host, Ian Cargard. This is the fourth episode in a long line of them that will span over the course of several months as we analyze, critique, and dissect each and every Marvel film in chronological order of release. Last week we did Thor, and this week we're moving on and we're going to talk about Captain America First Avenger. Just a friendly reminder, if you like what you're hearing, you can follow us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Just search Real Talks, that's R-E-E-L Talks, just like my name, S-T-E-E-L-E. Also, you can follow us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Wannabe Rounder, LinkedIn, and on Instagram at DKaduda. Where can they find you, Ian? They can find me at Instagram at frogs underscore Z. So it's F-R-O-O-G-Z underscore Z. Just one last quick announcement. Our Patreon channel recently went live about a month ago. You can find it by typing Real Talks into the search bar. Let me tell you a little about it. We're offering five different levels you can support us at. $5, $10, $20, $30, $30, and $40. If you do choose to support us, you'll have the opportunity to get some great perks, such as your name shouted out before every podcast, cool merch, and if you're one of our major contributors, you'll get a one-hour monthly Zoom meeting with Illo and myself. For more details, just go to the website. I'll leave the link in the description. So without any further ado, let's dive into the movie. So, moving on in 2011, we have the fourth installment of the MCU, and the second of that year in Captain America First Avenger. Did you think that was a kind of a strange title because of all the other movies that have been released? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I mean, maybe they were just trying to get everyone interested in upcoming Avengers. Maybe it was their attempt at that, but I don't know. Did you think it was weird? I thought it was weird. Yeah, it was kind of a strange... I mean, usually your subtitles have something to do with... I mean, we're going to put it to more current terms, like Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. By the way, if you want to go back and listen to my spoiler cast, I just put it up on Monday, and you can listen to all my thoughts about the new film that was just released. Yeah. But I would advise going to see the film first. Don't just listen to this because, you know, listen to it because you just want to hear my thoughts. So go see it. Hopefully very soon, Anne and I will be doing a spoiler cast on that together. So, but back to the first Avenger. Yeah, it was kind of a strange title. And because Iron Man was the first movie. So first Avenger, how is this all going to tie in? And I think they did drop a little hint when they said first Avenger, right? So that's interesting. So I was just going to give a little background about the movie. So Paramount distributed this once again, even though Marvel actually produced this. These budgets, Ian, I, I can't. This has got to be the lowest one we've had. $140 million? <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, that's just like a drop in the bucket. I know. This is unbelievable. So it made $65 million opening weekend. And that's not bad considering what Thor had done earlier. And, uh, you know, Iron Man drew in 130 or 140. So this was so this was released in 2011. Actually, the earliest release was so domestically it was here in the States in July of that year. So it was a summer blockbuster. So I guess they could justify it. It was a little over two hours. And yeah, it made 100 and it was made $65 million. 
and it just and yeah so okay let's get to the film so what were you gonna say first when we were talking yeah 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 what were you i mean i'm not a huge fan of captain america so this was kind of a painful movie for me because he's way too goody two shoes for me and it's like oh you know i'm so self-sacrificing and everything he's just not a real person to me i never really liked him as a character so we know your team iron man then. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is not bad this is not bad so the whole premise of the movie talk about another big cast this had a huge cast for it. I mean, he, Tommy Lee Jones, even though it was kind of a cameo-ish, Tommy Lee Jones, I wouldn't say cameo. He did have a deep, he was in about 15 minutes, so a little more than a cameo. This is the introduction to uh, Sebastian Stan, who eventually, spoiler alert down the road, will eventually become the Winter Soldier. Haley Atwell, who is Peggy Carter. A name I didn't know that was in this, Stanley Tucci as the Doctor. When he was actually doing the experiment, I went, I know that name. I know that face. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Stanley Tucci. And he's been in such movies. You know, he reminded me of J.K. Simmons. Like, he's in all these great supporting cast roles. Like, Julia and Julia, The Hunger Games, you know, those movies, this. I mean, just, he's doing these great roles. And it's like, wow. So, yeah. And the one I... Uh, was really interested in seeing again was Hugo Weaving. Of course, I think he, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he play in The Matrix? He was Agent Smith? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think he was. So that's why he had the, the it, was, it was just really good. So, and of course, Chris Evans is your star. And I really thought that, I won't say kid, the young man that played the young Steve Rogers, I thought he was really good for the time he was in it. But yeah, so... This is about a young man named Steve Rogers. And so this this takes place during World War II. And he wants to do his part. But the problem is that he's a little on the small side. And subsequently, he tries to get into the army and two or three times. And they all say no because he's too well, small. Well, he had that laundry list of problems with yes. him. Yeah. So nonetheless... He's a great guy. I mean, you can see he gets beat up early on and you see him, that heckler in the theater. And he's like, well, I can do this all day. He holds the, the trash can out there. So it's like, okay. So then in comes Bucky to save him. And uh, so then he wants to go and actually join the army and do his part. And so he goes to a recruiting center and... One of the doctors, Stanley Tucci, says, well, we have this program. If you want to try and join, you can. And he and joins the army, and Tommy Lee Jones just thinks, like, this guy's a stick figure. He'll get broken in half. And so the scene where he throws the grenade, you know, it's a fake grenade, obviously, but he wants to see who will actually land on it, and it was Steve. Nobody else did. And even the guy that he thought it would didn't even though he had the the best physique and best he gets transformed into the super soldier and yeah can i just say vita rays is stupid <laughs> <laughs> just i mean vita rays like you can come up with rays. anything that, else i mean i i understand it's probably from the comics but yeah i was gonna say wasn't that ha doing wasn't that from the comics 
They could take a little artistic license and do something a little <laughs> different. And actually, so this movie was so the backstory of, of Marvel Studios, and we talked about this in the first podcast. So in 2005, they actually received a loan from Merrill Lynch, and they were planning to finance and release the films through Paramount. But it was just one of those things where if you're getting, if you're going through Merrill Lynch at the time to get your financing. You better hope it makes money. <laughs> I mean, it was at that point, it was one of the biggest financial institutions. I mean, it still is one of the biggest financial institutions in the country. But, yeah, I mean, talk about taking a risk on this. So, but, yeah, no, Fighter Rays, it just seems, uh, well, it really does seem like 1940-ish, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they got it straight from the comics, but. Yeah. It just, it sounds really, really corny. I mean, didn't the Hulk, didn't they call him Gamma? something i mean that sounds yeah i mean they were the same thing can't they just call it the same thing not lighter rays yeah so uh, i would i now that i think about it i tend to agree with you on that (laughs) so rogers then has becomes a super soldier and the funny scene i thought was was when he was going around the country and getting the people rallied i'm your guy you know this basically saying i'm your guy going from city to city to city Baltimore and Chicago and Atlanta and then he's getting the people all riled up and then he goes in front of the troops and there was absolutely no response <laughs> and it was like ooh okay break back the girls it was like <laughs> oh man yeah. so yeah so that basically makes him second guess so Peggy Peggy actually says okay you can be more so they find out where Red Skull or is and he goes to get the villain. So on the journey, he finds his friend, Bucky, the same friend that helped him out when he was getting beaten up. But this time, Hydra, the evil scientific community, has experimented on him, and they don't know what's going on yet. So, but yeah, it's it was, once again, a simple story. We, we were just talking about this with Thor. But yeah, so, I mean, you said you didn't like it. But this made over $370 million worldwide, Ann. Yeah, i just not a big fan of the Boy Scout type. I know that's... But wouldn't you say you have to have somebody that's like a Boy Scout and on the other side from a guy that's like... You have to have a juxtaposition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's just so... Not, I'm not, not even naive, just like willingly stupid. So many things that like. Let me run into battle here with my shields. He just seems to like ignore common sense. It's just. I mean th- that that could very easily be construed. I could see that because people don't really think about that. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's what made him such so endearing to the people. I mean, no one person's going to single handedly win the war, right? Yeah. I think that's where that leap of faith comes from the viewer. You have to believe this guy is going to single-handedly win the war, especially from this really, really, really bad guy, Red Skull. I mean, he's like, I mean, the, the whole thing is just a little, oh, he's the Red Devil. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it gets better. If that's in any indication, it gets better, much better. But let me, okay, so let me ask you a question then. So this was the first and only time we had seen the Red Skull. And now we don't see Red Skull 
until 15 years later. I don't know, almost 50. So about 13 years later in Endgame. So when you were, okay, I know we're kind of fast forwarding here, but on the subject of Red Skull, when was the first time you saw Endgame? In theaters when it came out, like the first weekend. Okay, so when you're in the theater and you see him for the first time, what were your thoughts? Who is this? <laughs> Do you really? Do we, well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to. I had to ask my husband who it was. <laughs> He wasn't like a recurring character, so right. So, did you think the callback? Because there have been other callbacks throughout this whole franchise that were fantastic. But did you think that this one was a little like unneeded? Maybe. I mean, he was almost like. Do you remember the Crypt Keeper back in the yes. day? Yes, yes, I do. Like just unnecessary narration from a little creepy character. I yeah. Think. yeah, that's what it kind of reminded me of. In all honesty, I don't think that they could have gotten anybody. What was the name of the planet? Volmore? Wasn't that I don't it? Know. Yeah, planet okay. Planet X. It could yeah. be whatever. So, but I think that they actually needed somebody so creepy to be on that planet. And that was the only person that they had. So it was like, okay, well, this is the only one. He's in the lore. We know him. And maybe it's a, you know, people forget about him. And I think that's, I think that was a thing too. A lot of people forgot about him. So they wanted to do a callback. I don't know. But yeah, so he has to go fight and defeat the Red Skull, and, which he does. I mean, spoiler alert, he actually wins yeah. the war. <laughs> so the Bucky's alive and he saves him and then he's never the same. But this movie was, once again, it's a setup to the, major movie that's coming next year when we say next year we're doing this in sequential order of release yes we know but in next year and i think all of the major players correct me if i'm wrong but all of the major players have now been introduced right captain america thor yeah so everybody was like clamoring at the bit now i forgot what was the post credit scene here do you remember I assume there's. I remember Nick Fury was there. Oh, Nick Fury had uh, come in and he was like punching bags or something. Oh, okay. So that's the scene in the Avengers. Aha. See, it all it all ties up. So yeah. So that's the scene where he actually comes into the gym after several minutes, and then you see him punching. And actually, by the way, if, let me make mention of that that was a really cool shot. That Josh Whedon did. I mean, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but so you first see him from the back, right? Just punching the slugging the bag. And then as you see Nick Fury come in and you don't even see him on camera yet and he's talking and then he starts hitting it harder and harder just to try and get it and then eventually punches it off. So you could still see the angst that he had. And then you write. So he's like, have you come for a mission to give me a mission? He's like, yes. So he says, I'm here to help you save the world. Something along that line. But I did like the fact that he bet Fury 10 bucks. He's like, I'll bet there's some stuff in the world that I haven't seen before you wouldn't believe. Yeah. So, yeah, the punching bag scene, I forgot about that. That's crazy. So, so yeah. That would be equivalent to about $160 today. 10 bucks. <laughs> It's about right, give or take. I'm just like looking it up on Google. It's a lot of money. Yeah, inflation. Well, when you're paying, see, I have a benefit. I don't drive. But when you're paying 
$5 a gallon for gasoline. You know, it's kind of hard. <laughs> but yeah, it's, wow, $160. That's rounded up. Is that is that with inflation? Yeah, I mean, I'm just Googling it, and it just says $10 in 1945 is equivalent to purchasing power of about $159.72 today, an increase wow. of $149 over 72 years with an average inflation rate of 3.66 per year. That's crazy. Huh. Well, that's good to know for future reference. <laughs> so, yeah, this movie was... Getting back to the movie, though, it was it did it did a lot of things. Though, in all honesty, it introduced Sebastian Stan or Bucky Barnes. It introduced Peggy Carter, who was an integral and vital member of Shield, and we actually got to see Howard Stark for the first time, which was interesting. So I did like that scene though, where he introduced the uh, the floating car, and he's like, in a couple of years. You'll be able to get this in your at a car dealership near, near you, and the thing breaks down. <laughs> and then he tries to play it off. Well, he did say in a couple of years, <laughs> you know, trying to make himself not too embarrassed. But yeah, so it was it was okay. I mean, this once again was not. It was a good setup movie, and that's what these all these first phase movies are. Until we get to the one next week, which will be the Avengers. But yeah, it's like. So all of these are a little slow and some may not like the heroes and so, but all the characters are introduced now. And I remember people, when they saw that scene, when they saw that cut scene, they were chomping at the bit because they knew at that point, I'm pretty sure it had been announced. And so they had that date circled on their calendar. I think it was like May 5th of 2012. But yeah, this one for the time was good. It's not great, but it was... Yeah, it was It was good. It was good, not great. I had to put, once again, two, two and a half film reels. I mean, if we're going to go that route, because it, they're all simple stories about how a person turns into a superhero, but we get to see more adventures with the superhero later on. So, yeah. I'm, I thought Johnson did a, a good job directing this, considering it was the first entry. It wasn't anything spectacular. I mean, I don't think that's what they want. I don't think they really wanted a complicated script because they just wanted to introduce you to the character. So, I mean, you got to see, as I said, Bucky Barnes, Howard Stark, a couple other people. And so, but I, I will say this, that I think the callback to the Red Skull all those years later was a little, was a little much. People just forgot about it. And it's not like they weren't that surprised either. Like, you needed a, if you're going to go to a dark place like that, you needed a dark character. And you could even see how it aged him. A lot of it was CGI, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so this one was good. I mean, everybody's looking forward to next week when we get, get to talk about the main course. These are, all, these are all appetizers to the main course. The main course is the Avengers next week. And, boy, is there a lot to talk about that movie? How many times would you say you think you've seen The Avengers? More than these other movies, that's for sure. I'd say probably a dozen times, maybe. Yeah, it's got to be double digits for me, too. I mean, I saw it at least two or three times in the theater, and I must have seen it five or six times on television. So, yeah, it's up there. So, but so 
I think, final thoughts, I think that this was an okay opening movie. I think that Joe Johnson did a decent job. I don't think it was a fabulous job. I think the script that he got was average. Once again, I think he used it in the other podcasts. It was simple. And it worked. And that's all they wanted was it to work to introduce you. So, but we know which team you're on, so. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't want to be cruel, so I'm going to maybe, I'm like thinking of the range of like one and a half to two, but I'll probably round it up to two just because, I don't know. Call it, uh, let's, uh, for, for the one exception, we're going to give it a 1.75. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's, so yeah. And the funny thing is, while you personally may not have liked it, this is one of those movies, and I even said this about this new Doctor Strange movie. Don't worry, I'm not going to give away spoilers. I said, either you love this movie or you hated this movie. You were, there, The audience is so divisive about this movie that there is no, there's no gray area here. And I compared this to, honestly, I compared it to like Justice League. In the simple respect of Justice League, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes today, have a 39% critics rating. The audience rating is 68%. Ian. That's a huge th- difference. Yes. And I think what you're going to see with this new Doctor Strange movie is right now, at last check, I think it was like 75% for the critics and close to 80-something for the fans. I think what you're going to see... I don't think the critics, that's going to change. But I think you're going to see this drop significantly because the people that go back to see it over the next week or two are going to find out more and more and more and more flaws. Be like, wow. Because that first time you see it, the anticipation's gone, right? Right. You can't, you're just taking it all in. Boy, you go back and you're like, what? Why did I like this movie? So, yeah, this is going to be one of those movies that's, it's just going to drop like a rock. And, I mean, everybody agrees that Justice League would have made a billion dollars. But, and and it's just like, this is going to be one of those movies. It's just, the critics hated, but the fans loved. And I really hope, for Marvel's sake, and I know I'm kind of getting off the track, but I really hope they don't start doing this because they had the success with No Way Home. Anyways, I'll leave it there. So, wrapping it up, next week, stay tuned for the big one as we end phase one with the Avengers 2012 blockbuster. And this just broke records unbelievably. And then we will, in a couple of weeks after that, hit phase two, which I think was one of their better phases. Stay tuned for Sci-Fi Sundays. And as I said before on previous podcasts, but it's worth repeating, we're going to be doing every single Star Trek movie in order, all the way from the motion picture, all the way to the... Star Trek Beyond, every single one of them, just like for Flashback Fridays. And then we're going to be doing the Star Wars movies. And then we're going to be doing individual movies after that. But it will be a subscription service. I haven't put a price on it yet, but don't worry. You're going to get a lot for your money. So, yeah. And then two or three weeks, we've got Top Gun coming out. We've got Thor coming out on the 8th of July. We've got Lightyear coming out. So there is a ton of stuff that you guys are going to enjoy. So, until next week, I'm David Steele, and she's Ann Cargard, and you have been listening to Real Talks. (laughs) 